Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, standing six foot two, 297 pounds, weighed as of this morning, post-dump, pre-coffee, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Jonathan James Gabriel. All you gotta do is trust me. Abortion is healthcare. Jackson, me, you still come around? This reference has been dated since it started. Also joining me in the uh, Hi My Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabriel. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, actually not currently with me sleeping on the couch. He is a senior dog. Does not get off the couch for large chunks of the day. Also joining me in the Hi My Studios. Speaking of senior dogs, these guys are podcasting legends. We got Mike Carlson, Jason Sherry, and Scott Gardner from Podcast The Ride. Hey, we're here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> well said. Hello. That was Hi. your. That was Mike's attempt at, at hitting Gabriel's energy. Yeah, I think was he it? was close. He's he's. Oh, coming. it <laughs> felt exactly the same to me when I said it. That's odd. Wow, weird. In my head, it was like, oh, perfect. I'm just like him. <laughs> yeah. This, weird. Yeah. What an insane misuse of my time doing that is. I I am now like I have a headache and we, we, now I gotta start. <laughs> Good to start a podcast very tired. (laughs) Yeah. I like to put myself out of breath, put the onus on my guests to take over right at the top when I'm exhausted from that intro. Yeah. I I gave what I had to give. (laughs) All right. I just, I've been working on my cardio lately so that I could do an hour long podcast without, you know, needing a big break. (laughs) (laughs) Bladder control really is the issue. That's the toughest thing in the game. You're telling me, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I have to pee right before I sit down for a podcast. And if it's Action Boys, I have to pee during it. But if it's High and Mighty, I can make it 90 minutes. But it's better. It's better to have to pee because it gives you that edge. Yeah, the edge you need. <laughs> the edge to go, all right, and that was about Guess the Ride. Check them out. Patreon, all that shit. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Backed away from the mic. Oh, I feel like we have a very uh, powerful segue here. We're talking, having to go to the bathroom, and mm. we want to be talking, waiting in line. 
Bathroom, classic line location, classic Q spot, the bathroom. True, yeah, true. the bathroom. Yes, more often uh, for for women, unfortunately. But yeah, hey, except although if it's a rest professional res- wrestling show, which I go to often, the men's bathroom line for some reason very long, and the women's yeah. bathroom non-existent. <laughs> I've been at a few of those shows, and you're right. Yeah, <laughs> a lot the of people are- taking Monster Energy dumps, holding up the stalls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I think I'm just being very specific to myself. The one time I went, I had to go bad. <laughs> yeah, I think Mitch is uh, the shows you're talking about. Mitch has gone. I shouldn't say this brings shit a couple times. <laughs> yeah, of think. course he has. Yeah, I don't think I've ever shit at the wrestling shows you're talking about. The PWG shows in yes. Los Angeles, but I have peed or would you prefer pee or pissed on this show for me to say it's up to you it's all okay. self-preferential. I might ha- say I might flip flop back and forth between pissing and peeing. Okay. I'm going to be I'm, talking shitting. I mean, yeah. but but to be fair, waiting in lines doesn't have to be exclusively piss and pee related. <laughs> but, but I'm glad we be. hashed out the vocab. <laughs> it's a big challenge you end up facing if you're needing to calibrate that. And God, no, if you're deep in a line and you need to, to piss or pee, uh, either yeah. one, <laughs> what trouble. Yeah. Uh, so. the, the reason I want to talk waiting in line is because I, uh, I know you guys are... Uh, theme park heads based on uh what uh you've decided to monetize hobby wise and <laughs> <laughs> that really cuts through the, the podcast premise uh, yeah, hey, that co- let's just say that's coming from a place of takes one to no one okay <laughs> uh but uh i th- i went and did hollywood horror nights with like the line cutting pass and mm. every every maze had like a hour and 10 minute hour uh, 110 minute uh 90 minute wait 120 minute wait and i just i didn't even think they were that good and i went with like no line and i was like how is this for or does it build the anticipation that you like it more and you lie to yourself more but then i thought of you guys who are theme park heads who like waiting in line is like a fundamental part of theme park experience so i was curious like it seems to be something that is we've we're kind of hate doing but do all the time because it often is worth it like if you went to a coffee shop you wouldn't be like oh fuck it i'm not having coffee there's three people here like you know <laughs> you're just like all right i'll uh, i'll wait the seven minutes or whatever uh, you know in new mm-hmm. york it's one minute but here in la it's about seven or eight minutes <laughs> for three people to get coffee <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah, we're all. Di- I think we're all a little bit different. I think that it's all case by case basis as far as lines are concerned. Uh, right up top, Jason and I have probably waited in the longest line together. Uh, to meet Bruce Springsteen about <laughs> six or seven years ago, we waited about more than eight hours. In line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the system was not uh great. Like they. They were like, all right, and we're going to give you a ticket, and you can go home for a few hours and get some sleep and then come back. And then We just- got there, yeah, at 3 a.m. or so, two a- 3 or 4 a.m. at the Barnes & Noble at the Grove. You <laughs> got a wait- ticket to then get in a line later. Well, we, that's what we thought was going to happen, but what actually happened was they just kept us straight through until like 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. whenever Bruce got to the Barnes & Noble at the Grove. Oh, he Here's wasn't like banging out uh, meet and greets starting at 9 a.m. You got like, you know, like he came a full 12 hours after everyone arrived, mm. three hours before the farmer's markets even opened. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's not Bruce's fault. Bruce, I'm sure, would have been there at the crack of dawn. To that's his style. You know, he's a workhorse. Yeah, but he had to close down the the Barnes and Noble in Torrance the night before. He was, so he needed a night, he needed a, a little few hours sleep. He played eight hours at the Barnes and Noble the night before, and he was just finishing up the set. They were still doing. They had done ten fakeouts on Twist and Shout, and Twist and Shout had extended to about an hour and a half long. And then finally he was done and ready to go to the Grove. <laughs> uh, but we waited that long. It was obviously very exhausting. But I'll be honest with you, looking back on it, I would do it again. I, I, it's fine. I would do it again. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it became fun at a certain point. You became friendly with people in line. You took shifts of like who was going to go to the bathroom now, who was going to go buy breakfast burritos at the farmer's market who was going to go buy i remember buying excedrin at a dying kmart across the street oh yeah the one with yeah. the basement there's a weird k there was a weird kmart on third street that had a weird basement yes yes it really was strange like it was like dark it was like dimly lit like dimmer lit in the basement for some reason even of the kmart. Dim, more dim <laughs> yeah right in a dim even store. more morose <laughs> it was a dank kmart basement now, uh, my question for you is, you said uh, you would do it again. Would you do it again for Bruce or would it have to be like an equivalent? Like, are you like, I already met Bruce once. Like, what was it like meeting Bruce? I guess while we're on the subject, I'm very curious. They Handshake, were, uh, selfie, peace out. Uh, yeah, it was a very tightly run operation. You, <laughs> you, you were not. Le- they were not letting you linger around Mr. Springsteen <laughs> very it long. Was a very exciting 45 seconds. You know? <laughs> We got a shit. Yeah, I think we shook his hand. I think we they got like somebody like made sure you like gave the camera to the person ahead of time. Like they had this thing down, so no one was going to be like like oh Bruce, I saw you at the Meadowlands in '83, man. And, like that was not going to happen. But you did get a little interaction with him. Like I was like Bruce, oh hey, how's it? How uh, how is this going? Or like how do you feel about this? Everyone was like, yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's kind of worth it. Like, yeah, for, <laughs> it was like he said a funny thing to me and I took a photo with him. And it's like it would probably would I do it for Bruce again. Probably not. Although I could be convinced to do it. Who's an I equivalent think. to Bruce? Like Bubba the Love Sponge or something like that? Mancow Muller? I'd wait Maybe. 12 hours to meet Mancow. <laughs> would you wait 12 hours to meet Mike Francesa? Okay. There's something- Maybe. There's something about Bruce, though, too, because even though he's mega popular and everybody wants to meet him, he does have the I'd like to meet my fans energy, you know, like Howard Stern meet and greet. Like, you know, no. if you're a fan that he doesn't like that. He so you yeah. there adds a layer. But Bruce, you know, is like, all right, eight hours of taking photos. Hey, man, you know, blue <laughs> collar, <laughs> rock and roll. You're like, OK, he Bruce would Bruce started crowd surfing like in his 60s during the concert. <laughs> So I've like I've helped crowd surf like a 65 year old Bruce Springsteen over the pit onto the stage. Like this is a man who does like being among the fans. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's there's that's not phony, right? It's it it seems not phony. He's either got it really figured out or he's genuine. I can't it, it, and if even if it's phony, I don't want to know. <laughs> Did you get that butt or not? I got that get- calf. I touched his calf. Not bad. Nice. <laughs> I, I grabbed his calf and surfed it over. I have a photo kind of of me touching the calf as well. <laughs> That's Bruce's calf. 
Yeah, Didn't right. He's no oh way God. he's on the pit. No, that's Bruce's calf, I swear to God. Dude, it could be anybody, man. <laughs> I was like a different guy I accidentally thought was Bruce. I was crowd surfing over. I was pushing over my head. Yeah, that was him, I think. One time at Weezer at SUNY Albany in 2000, me and my buddy uh, non-consensually crowd surfed a third friend. <laughs> 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 he was like this tall, gangly, dorky friend of ours. I mean, we were tight with him, but he was like, he had the like best body to watch get crowd surfed. Like, he, he's like, a, mm-hmm. he had super long limbs and was kind of skinny. And people took his shoes off and like whipped him on stage. <laughs> and we felt so bad. But it was, he was like, no, no, put me down, put me down. And we just kind of like picked him up and shoved him into a crowd. And everyone was like, yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, as he got like pulled away, we were like, oh, maybe that was kind of like, kind of fucked up in hindsight we were crashing at his dorm so like when he oh, yeah. <laughs> neither of us went to suny albany so we we're like okay thanks for having us i hope that was okay that we did that it took us forever to find him again it was it was bad for everybody what a treat for the crowd though to get such a giant person to do the most surfing just yeah, like right. body surface wise was yeah, that happening a lot was that like green album tour like was that a rowdy crowd it was kind of rowdy and it might have been it might have been Green Album. It might have been they toured with the Get Up Kids because I saw them two nights in a row in Roseland mm. uh, Ballroom. Then the next night at SUNY all, at the Pepsi Arena. Uh, and uh, it was it might have been the Green Album tour. I forget. It was like the Get Up Kids and someone else opening up for them. I bought like a I, what I thought was a sleeveless Weezer T-shirt. It was like a woman's shirt. And I insisted on wearing it the next night. It was like a crop top <laughs> with like the weird shoulders, the like weird cut shoulders for women. Yeah. But I was like, I looked insane. I was like, I'm wearing this thing to Albany. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. It probably looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I, it, it now would be cool. Back then, yeah, in yeah, oh, okay, that's true. Two thousand at like a Weezer show was wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Not as open minded as uh, who would have thought? Maybe nerds aren't as open minded as they <laughs> t- t- try to pretend to be. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting premise. <Yeah. laughs> oh, the nerds might be angrier than most for mm. some strange reason. <laughs> More reasons to pick things apart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, so yeah, do you you guys do you guys frequent theme parks and do you have the line cut? Uh, do you do you are you do you refuse to wait in line? Are you like oh for Space Mountain? I'll definitely always for you know Jaws we do it. Like do you have shit like that? Like what are, what's your like basic rules? Like do you have something that you always do and you're like when we go to Knott's Berry Farms we got to be ready for blank? You know we got to do this dumb wait or something like that. Well, we've all we we've got sort of like different uh, 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 like tolerances for it i i guess which i you know mike and jason doing the springsteen wait maybe calibrates that like they are willing to do it maybe they do it again i would not do anything like that and i'm probably the least line tolerant at this point uh, um but i don't i don't want to go saying that they like lines although maybe i don't know i i jason a little le- mike i've just over the years I've started to feel like maybe you do specifically like lines, but between that and between theme parks and Comic Con, I at least feel like your tolerance is, and then the wrestling shows, which are a big process to get into. I feel like your tolerance is extremely high, very high. Yes, I uh, the wrestling shows usually it's it's open seating. I will get there early. I will sometimes get there two hours before to get a good seat. Comic Con, I will wait. 
There's a place called Howlin' Rays pre-pandemic. I used to go oh, wait in like yeah. a 90-minute line for, a, for chicken. For the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Yeah. And fucking I would be, good, though. <laughs> really fucking good. Uh, and I would get like kind of like, oh, this is a fun little thing to go sit in line. And I would do it by myself. I don't even... It's better to have somebody to talk to, but I don't need it. If it's, It is if I feel... I don't know. It's case by case, but there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of times in my life where I willingly sign up for a long line and i'm not that bothered by it i feel like i like it it, it's so often for if a big line is going to be part of the thing and part of individual uh, rides per your your question that like it's part of it to like that payoff has to be so great and so unique uh uh which is maybe where i start losing it like uh uh, we're really depend like like something like a uh like Big Thunder Mountain, the runaway train ride at Disneyland. That's a, that's a perfect like. Okay, if that line is reasonable, if that's in the like twenty to thirty range, I know that'll move and the lines okay for it. Like it's it's a pleasant kind of environment to be in. But if we're getting into the forty five zone, it's like I know that ride. I've been on that ride a zillion times. Right. So you got to like, and I think we probably all have a good meter for like we look at that number and we go, all right, is that going to start being a pain or uh, <laughs> is that one doable? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was down in Florida uh, at Disney World with my family last year, and on like the last day we were there, I we got in line for the Tower of Terror, and it was already over an hour. And then one of the two, there's two elevator shafts, and one of the two broke down, and they oh. told everyone, "Okay, we're still going to be running the ride. The ride is still open. It's just going to take a little longer." And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I, I want to do, I will wait in line if you guys want to go. Uh, uh, if you want to leave, if you want to do something else, uh, but I want to ride this because we're leaving tomorrow or flying out tomorrow. Uh, my girlfriend, very wisely, back at the hotel, uh, enjoying the pool, taking a bubble bath. But I'm like, no, I want to <laughs> ride the Tower of Terror. Uh, we don't have it in California anymore. It goes forward in addition to going up and down. I really like it. Um, but it it that is nice because you go through very very manicured uh, gardens and then the the inside is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a little pre-show, but um, stuff like Halloween Horror Nights where it's just like stanchions and like gates set up temporarily, like right. hours before it starts. A little less entertaining, I will say. <laughs> right, right, right. That's the other thing. Yeah, you're just standing at random parts of the park, not like where you're getting like the the pre the the foreplay that you get on some rides where it's like the you need the all spark sam you know and you're like yes where this is the all spark training crew or whatever like i like that little preamble that gets you yeah. all warmed up for the ride and yeah. yeah at hollywood horror nights you're just like in a fucking parking lot until you're in a maze and uh, on this on this go round where i paid an insane amount of money for my wife and i mm-hmm. to go and cut the line it was in insane amount and i felt so rushed through the mazes like the energy was just Mm -hmm. like you walk through i started my like my empathy for the people who weren't cutting lines like i was like we have to leave like like we have to get out of these people's way they like need to if we can make their (laughs) wait two minutes less we have to this is so not worth it i said to someone i was with i was like if i waited I, i was like i didn't even enjoy myself on that we didn't wait at all if I waited the 110 minute wait time for that, I would walk out of here now. Like, uh, and I, like, it's just, it's, 
crazy to imagine. But then there's also this part and uh, kind of what Carlson was saying and uh, tying in what Scott said. Once you get to a certain age in life, like you realize what is required to get the thing you like. You know what I mean? Like the ex- the smaller example I use always is like people are like, you go to the beach all the time here in L.A.? That's a nightmare, man. And it's like kind of yes but like (laughs) when you do it you're at the beach then for several hours yes driving there and driving home less than ideal but in the middle Mm. you're hanging out at the beach like yeah waiting in line brutal but at the end of the line is the cool ride that or the experience that we're waiting for but like you start to look like as you get older you start to like be able to do i feel like uh you know value it out where you're like no not not this uh, not an hour for this bullshit yeah, oh, everyone, i'll do an hour 20 for this like you're illustrating that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it like, like what what is my tolerance versus what it's going to be and th- those levels have to get about even and it's yeah it's not about time because like springsteen i we didn't know it was going to be eight hours but even if i think if they said eight hours it might have given us pause but we probably i think would have done it versus like Horror nights, if it's like, say, every maze is an hour, say, okay, say there's a different, like, less good rock, like, say there are less good rock stars in, there's eight of them at a Hollywood Horror Nights type event, and each one is an hour, it's like you meet Gavin Rossdale at one, you meet, uh, oh, I'm, bad, oh, I'm just saying, now I'm in. he's less good <laughs> than Bruce, for instance, and you're right. meeting, like, eight of them, and it all adds up to eight hours, but you got eight rock stars it doesn't necessarily add up to brute. I don't. I don't think I want to do that eight hours. What if you throw the guy from Silverchair in there? Oh yeah. Uh, what's that guy? Yeah, what's that guy's name? If you wait too, fat boy, fat boy, <laughs> <laughs> wait until tomorrow. <laughs> and I like some of those songs, but I don't think I'll probably wait an hour to meet. No. I don't think. So, right. Yeah, it's all, I see what you're all, saying. Yeah. It all depends. It's yeah. It's not time. It's not the amount of time. It all. Everything has to be a different calculation. Yeah. Line wise. There's also, I think, something about like I, I, exactly what what Jason's saying. Like it, that, or 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 give us what you were saying about like if you're getting a little story in that line. If something. If if there's progress. If you're moving from room to room, maybe you don't know what's ahead of you. Uh, there's some mystery to what that line's going to be. There's that. But if you like, if you can take stock with your eyes at the first time you see the line, all right, I see everywhere this is going to go, and it's pretty much just going to go back and forth, back and forth right, right. through rooms. <laughs> uh, then, then the answer is no. I, or, or if, or worst case scenario, you know, something like. Uh, uh, like the Springsteen meet and greet or when they used to do concerts at Amoeba and maybe it'd be cool to see somebody in a small environment like that. But then like, I'm just going to be on the street for two hours like and not move. That's going to yeah. be awful. In the uh, Times um, Square of Los Angeles. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a good place. Maybe it's not a safe place to be. Uh, uh, so like, I don't know if there's if maybe not that the the line has to be like a exciting experience in and of itself, but I need to like there's got to be a momentum to the line experience at right. some point. There's also yeah. may, maybe an element of like I could psych myself up for like all right, you're going to Comic Con today. There's gonna you want to engage with Comic Con? Be prepared for lines. You're going to Smorgasburg or whatever. You got to be like obviously all different levels of lines, but you're like. All right. I just know the situation I'm going to be in involves lines like that's a little easier to prep for, too. I feel like where you're like today's going to be about 
kind of waiting in a bunch of lines in addition to to get what we want. Uh, yes, you have to prepare mentally prepare, and that just makes it a little easier to deal with. I feel like upon arrival, than if you're like, yeah, we're gonna go to this thing. It's like shit, dude. They're not letting people in for an hour and fifteen minutes. We don't want to lose our spot in line. You're like, ah, like, do you remember? I I mean. I'm assuming we all had different college experiences just based on knowing you guys mm. at, at, as okay. adults. Interesting, <laughs> interesting theory. <laughs> interesting premise. But like, I, I remember when, you know, in high, in college, I was okay with waiting in line to go into a bar, like on Halloween, mm-hmm. like the bar that was where the, that was cool or where the hot girls went. And then the second I graduated from high school and moved to New York city, I was like, there's a line here, but there's no line at these four bars that look worse, but I don't care. Like, like that's when I like hated lines. I was like, whoa, you don't have to wait in lines to drink and see people. Like, and then like I, so I never waited in lines for a bar or a club or a restaurant again. But now as a grown up, I've been in these situations where it's like, it's only 20 seats and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, let's get there and wait in line, you know, like, because I'm chasing some interesting food experience or life experience you get into these situations but if i went to a restaurant with a 5 30 reservation they're like it's going to be an hour and 15 minute wait I'll, I'm, i might bug out mm-hmm. <laughs> why yeah. why do i have a 5 30 res i have no idea <laughs> yeah what's the point of a reservation and you're waiting in line yeah. right it's uh, well you're describing the current disneyland experience it's kind of like i for people who are not as mired in it as us I think everyone agrees, everyone who regularly goes to theme parks agrees, it all got worse after the pandemic, which there's all this new rigmarole. You have to reserve a, a day to go there, and that's a hassle. And maybe the day you want to go is sold out. What do you mean? But then you get the reservation and you think, like, well, maybe they have limited the crowds or something, and then they have not. So you had to like book it, but then it, the crowds are still horrible there. And then if, like, if, if there's a big line to get into the park at all, that is oh, a real Oh, that's a really bad sign, killer. right? Yeah. 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 You're like, because you're like waiting in the queue to be able to have the opportunity to queue up. <laughs> like, you're like, all right, as soon as we get through here, then we're allowed to wait in lines officially. <laughs> like, <that> yes. just- <laughs> over and over again all yeah. day. And they don't, uh, Disney especially does not help it. Because all the stuff in the media is like, and these reservation systems are great. We make sure the parks aren't too crowded. And it's like, well, this is, you're just lying. You're a liar. Well, that stumbles upon a whole new thing that corporations using COVID to like cover, Mm -hmm. like just to like eliminate perks, more or less. Like here, here are some examples of things I've noticed that are not COVID safe still at this point in COVID. Uh, washing my car at the dealership when I bring it in for its annual checkup, something that mm. used to be part of a lease program. Now they, since COVID, don't do car washes. I've stayed at hotels where they're like, you have to request sheet change, and the people will just drop sheets off in your room. They will leave sheets on the floor outside yes! your door. <laughs> yeah. And it's bizarre. <laughs> for you to put on? Wow. For you to put on, like... Sometimes the clearance in those beds is low. Like you got it, like you barely got a, a crevice. Do you have to be like a professional who works there to know how to how to work those beds? <laughs> it was brutal. I didn't even like get the tucks in. I was just happy to like lay clean sheets down and lay on uh lay on top of. But and, and then the other the thing is that you don't feel like there's there's this like 
I traveled a lot because I did a travel show, so I experienced this a lot of different random hotels. But then you get in the elevator, and there's 14 people in the elevator because <laughs> the hotel has sold every single room for the night. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we can't have that many house clean, uh, housekeepers, but we can have like absolute max capacity guests. Do you see how that might seem? And it's like the gym is closed because of COVID, obviously. <laughs> it's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like, I don't understand any of And like, they just, people just pick and choose. You're like, yeah, they don't do that anymore because of COVID. Like, my wife belongs to like a, a, a massage place as like a member. And they, you used to be able to use the sauna and steam rooms on days when you didn't have a service, if you had the membership, which was made it worth it. And then they're like, sorry, with COVID we can't have, and it's like, but it still costs the same. Like you, like it's not, a you still, they get to give us less and make more money. Like they get to say, you got to make a reservation and then oversell the park anyway. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> Cause yeah, how it's... are we going to, we're never going to like, go out of our way to criticize like uh how dare, these are trying times and you're gonna come at us and say <laughs> we're not giving you a full experience <laughs> yeah, how right. dare you yes right and then like you're the bad person if you're like you're like hey um i'm paying an arm and a leg for this can i be treated like a human and they're like you fucking karen and you're like oh okay <laughs> well right yeah i don't yeah. want to be that guy yeah <laughs> it's also like if you start tweeting about like i didn't make a person make my bed for me i yeah, need right. that person to come in <laughs> Right. And tuck tuck my sheets in, and they're not doing it. And I'm upset. Like you can't. That, yeah, you look don't look good too. at all. That yeah. looks. Yeah. Oh, and then there's this whole system of like the person that you complain to, it's not their fault, and they're underpaid, and it's yeah. like and probably undersupported. Like, yeah, that's... they don't have. The, yeah, they don't have the means to even help you. And then you're like, I feel bad. This person, and it's like. Their boss is underpaying them and fucking me over and then putting this person in between us. So, like, it's like, no, talk to this kid who's struggling. It's like, no, let me talk to the assholes making these choices. Yeah, it sucks. Like, people, people like closer in Florida have like told us that, like, oh, yeah, you know, the other thing that they're not talking about in at Disney World is like minimal staffing. They are trying to get by with the least amount of employees and like a lot of shows are still closed. And it's like if you brought full staffing back up and you opened a few more things, it would even everything out much smoother. (laughs) Right. The staffing is below. Like I had to I changed gyms recently because since COVID happened, my gym got like nastier and nastier. They were like they were like offering less perks. And then it started to feel like. They were just like, we never brought back the full staff we had before pandemic. Like, and it's just like, oh, this sucks now. Like, you guys just got the place is just generally worse. <laughs> and I'm like, if you raise everyone's membership five dollars, you can have like six more people work here. And it would make everyone's experience better. <laughs> complaints. We've all yeah. left our gyms in protest of uh, <laughs> <laughs> we of course we'd all love to be there but yeah the ba- uh, my you know you should have seen what happened to the battle ropes at my gym <laughs> they were barely thick any they weren't thick anymore i like no a, one I was re-stringing them they they fired uh, the the re the re-threaders yep. i'm picturing yep. carlson getting in trouble at the gym for like no sir that's not how you use battle ropes he's like running and like <laughs> la- launching his back into it like he's like they're wrestling ropes uh-huh. <laughs> bouncing off and running away from it running over into it bouncing off <laughs> i was also just pretending they were like octopus tentacles and i was trapped <laughs> i wound myself up and yeah. screamed 
help until they said, maybe you should leave. And you're like, right, because of COVID. Got it. (laughs) Dropping my membership. I'm playing Captain Jack Sparrow. Stop yelling at me. (laughs) It's a squid. Athletic greens. Oh, yeah, that's right. I actually haven't had my athletic greens yet today because I'm going to put it in my smoothie in a little bit. I like athletic greens. Uh, You've heard this a million times from me at this point, but come on. Uh, I get a little nauseous if I take pills in the morning. So a way to jumpstart my day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Get my day kicking off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. It's a multivitamin. You get it. But with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Um doesn't taste like it's super healthy uh and i look forward to it you know i get uh the big glass of water uh i mean everyone takes some kind of multivitamin it's why not choose one that has high quality ingredients and again you've heard me say this a bunch of times but this is the most important thing i think it's a very easy habit to adopt uh if you're eventually swinging around and making some healthy choices drinking one beverage in the morning uh, and getting all those uh, vitamins and minerals and a big glass of water kicks your day off right. Not to mention your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is important to add as we get into these winter months. If you're not getting that D, vitamin D, that is, it comes out to like less than $3 a day. It's a solid investment in your health and cheaper than a co- uh, buying cold brews every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah. Not all drugs are created equal. Psilocybin, for example, when taken thoughtfully at sub-hallucinogenic levels can sharpen your focus, Hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your heart, and ease your anxiety. While you shouldn't experiment with those shrooms you got from your brother's sketchy friend, Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to microdosing shrooms. We precisely measure out every dose. We verify the age of every one of our customers. We ship discreetly. And better yet, we give you a microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. Head over to Schedule35.co and use coupon code MIGHTY to enjoy 15% off your first order. Head over to Schedule35.co and use coupon code MIGHTY to get 15% off. Get 15% off with code MIGHTY at Schedule35.co. That's 15% off at S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E-3-5.co and use code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y. You're right, though, about, like, because in like when you're t- when we're we who are super deep into theme parks, when we're talking to people who are not super into them, it does seem like lines is one of the big barriers to entry or one of the things that like if you if you haven't really gone and done it in a while, that your assumptions of the line situation might stop you or it might like because I don't think you have to like we don't have to sell people on 
you know, the stuff that's fun about it that like you right. get to like, you know, everybody can understand why it'd be fun to like go be in Star Wars or go fast <laughs> right. on a roller coaster or something. But it, the, the hassle, I think, is a big like uh, way thing that's like kept uh, adults we know from. Uh, from yeah, it's certainly my barrier. It's certainly my barrier. Like I've not I'm a big Star Wars head and I have not gone to the park yet because crowds and lines bother me. But if I if the situation arises and it's like, hey, it's an insane amount of money to go, but you don't have to wait in any lines or, you know, uh, this, that, the other, I would do it and do it once and be like happy to have had that experience. It, and I'm spoiled rotten. I, I have been talent at music festivals and, and like stuff like that. So I got like a taste of like not having to deal with the bullshit everyone. And now I'm like, I'm never ever going to a music festival unless I'm driven around in a cart behind the scenes. <laughs> like, Oh God. I, I worked at, like, I'm not real much of an attender of these things. And I just filmed, I was like a videographer for like a web series at Bonnaroo a long time ago. <laughs> and that that's like, so this is the, like, I, I, yeah, I have the golf cart access, then it'll just plop me into the, the pit and all the, and like, so felt it was such a nice perk of doing it. And I'm like, I hate this still. <laughs> right, the, right. Like, how am I? Like, uh, and they and the Beach Boys were playing that. Yeah, I got to see the Beach Boys in the pit, and I still was like, the humidity is so insane, and just the hassle. Let alone, I can't imagine being like a regular camper at that one, especially. I don't know which festival you've been to, but I've been Bonnaroo to Bonnaroo insane. and uh, mm. as talent, and that was really fun. Again, like it, like it's such like. Uh, how the other half lives kind of shit too because you like see like a bunch of 20 year olds sharing like a crusty tent at Bonnaroo and then you see a bunch of like 40 year olds uh, like tech bros who like have a like you know uh, hip hop artist level bus that is just like parked <laughs> like you know a thousand yards away from the and they're like yeah this is where we're camping and it's like they have like PlayStation <laughs> and showers and shit and it's like oh okay yeah <laughs> just with money you could like forego lines and mm -hmm. like the vibe of the thing oh okay yeah I gotta say Coachella sounds like um my idea of hell <laughs> like I don't I I have never been. I the only the closest I got to an outdoor music festival was my college roommate and I had tickets to Lollapalooza in 2004 or five and it was touring and it was like a two day festival. And so we just got like one day tickets and it was not an amazing lineup and it was really inconvenient. Like you had to go to I forget where around Philadelphia it was. It might have been in Camden, New Jersey. And it it got canceled like a month before because like everyone did the equations of like, no, this kind of sounds like shit, including the <laughs> artists who were like dropping out left and right. That's a common thing these days now that like because that was fire festival. And then when they tried to do a new Woodstock, like the artists were like, this ain't feeling right. And then they all pulled out. Uh, mm. uh, and then that one that the wind just affected the other day, like oh, uh, when we were young, yeah, when we were young, uh, day one was canceled because of insane winds in Vegas. So then all these bands picked up like bar shows to do in Vegas because they're like, well, we're here. That's interesting. I wonder how the lines were. That's oh, bad. Yeah. I saw it bad. I, I saw people say they were bad. Oh, 
Mm. That's so fu- that's so fucking depressing. Like that, like that, like the day of for something to happen. It's like, oh, uh, I mean, of course, weather anomalies are going to happen. But like that's a music festival is like, how are we going to get all of these people booked? Everyone lost mm. money on that. I also feel like mm-hmm. it's awful for touring musicians right now. It feels like every like every yeah. other day someone's got like a like a tweet that's a screenshot mm-hmm. of like we tried our hardest but everyone around us is dying and broke and you're like oh please stay home stay safe I, that's mm-hmm. fine yeah, like, it's just like not worth expenses. it financially yeah I, I think what you accrue to have to do the cancellation makes it maybe not even worth setting up the tour to to begin with which is what a like right what a sad the the that the spirit, what could be more fun than music and rock and now like <laughs> just functionality and logistics? Are, that's a big post-COVID uh, uh, bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pro. Look, I would go to the we when we were what is it called the When We Are Young festival. When that's we were all young, the, yeah. The pop punk bands. That's Green Day and Blink headlining. That's all your smaller well, next, bands. Next time it is. I because I sent you guys oh, yeah, the that, lineup right. of it, and I said that th- this is as opposed to Jason. This is my idea of hell. It's, yeah, uh, everything that was all the bands that were the most popular. In this is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing on our show that I really this legitimately surprised me. There was Scott never had an, uh, um, a phase where he liked any like singles of Green Day, which I think is like I've never met someone I feel like who was so opposed to Green Day, at least at that point in our childhood. Possible. No I'm, the, o- so I'm the only person aggressive. in the world. <laughs> Not in the world uh, for, of people that I know is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, every every band has its detractors from like I was the one person who like in my friend group like everyone had like uh all the rock and roll kids were like yeah I like Pearl Jam either I love Pearl Jam or I, yeah Pearl Jam's cool I never liked Pearl Jam mm-hmm. but I so I could understand and I I felt like an outlier in that and then like I think Green Day that does make you sound like an outlier cuz <laughs> They were like bananas, but I didn't like Blink One Eighty Two either at the time. Oh, Don't okay. tell them, yeah, even though sure. I'm in their Blink tour announcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blink makes more sense that they were divisive to me, but Green Day for some reason I feel like I never. There was no kid I knew who didn't like Green Day, right. so that's what. Un- yeah, I, I fell in love once like, I heard dislike. their album was called Dookie. <laughs> like once I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm I, on board. This this rules. <laughs> those songs I did not dislike. I just didn't actively, and also the the timing, mm. the age range that I was. When that came out, I, I believe like I was still in elementary school, I want to say. And I, I have the specific memory I might have said on our show where there was a, a, a kid with a cool mom who uh, watched me at like an ice skating function at Skateland <laughs> or something where I tried to skate and it was bad. And then I got the little the like uh, uh, like the walker, essentially, so that I could do <laughs> one slow pass. And I, I just everything about me was communicating uh, to this cool mom that I am not cool. And then she like helped me through all that and then kind of whispered while the other kids were skating. She was like, hey, you know, what's a fun band that everybody's into right now. It's Green Day. You might want to check out a little bit of Green." She was like giving me the answers to the test. And, like maybe my social status would rise if I can get my head around Green Day. 
And I didn't Dude, listen to her. Now, of course, of course you had a negative reaction to Green Day. <laughs> it's like associated with like this <laughs> potentially humiliating memory. <laughs> yeah, like, actually. Yeah. Wait. It totally ends up. Now that you bring yeah. It up. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, if I'm in that place and someone's like, you know what you should do, man? If you lost some weight, you'd probably be able to make friends. You know, like I would, I, that would be in my mind forever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah. from a cool mom or a hot mom, you know, like, hey, what's your problem? It's like, that's on my mind for life. <laughs> I, my friends all had nice nice parents I, I don't remember a lot of cool ones. i didn't have one take me aside and go like hey ditch the bowl cut and buy some ray-bans <laughs> yeah <laughs> buy some hey. dark uh, some black heavy glasses hey and, J- uh, <laughs> you'll go further <laughs> J- little jason uh maybe you shouldn't be just listening to the andrew sisters yeah maybe you should be hey. listening to hey. rock and roll music if you're at a if, go talk to the other kids stop wandering over the parents and asking them what their favorite nick at night show is <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i was the cool one of my friends but not because i was cool because my friends were elite level <laughs> dorks like, <laughs> i was a king of a tiny kingdom like my friend's parents would be like i was just extroverted and com- and like communicative and so like my friend's parents loved me for that like they all thought I was cool because they were like oh it- Gabrus is coming over and that means he'll talk to me about <laughs> like life because my parents didn't didn't give a fuck about me so i was seeking adult validation at other people's houses and these all my other friends are just like weird shutting guys were like shut up mom and like run out and i'm like it's all right mrs m <laughs> yeah we'll be back we're just gonna get subway sandwiches yeah i'm gonna get two feet and eat them both yeah i don't know if that's a bad sign or not <laughs> <laughs> would you talk to like the moms about their marital issues and stuff oh i <laughs> I, I would have, like, I was so fucking horny for any friend's mom, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if uh, any one of them started talking to me about, like, marital issues, I would have been like, are you familiar with vibrators? <laughs> like, I at, like, 13, I would have been like, shoot your shot, brother. This is it. This is your chance. <laughs> you know when you're, like, that hardwired from pornography that you're, like, the pizza person is a woman. <laughs> Anything can happen now. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like you're like you're like all right. I have to tone down pornography, and their body's not all scrambled. When? Yeah, right. Weird. They, they're not day glow. Yeah, they're not like negative image uh, colored. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't you don't have to wait for the uh, horse racing channel to switch over to scrambled. At this. At 13, this is not, this is how different our childhood were. At 13, I was hoping that Jean Grey would come out of the X-Men comic and give me a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> that's is, that's like the extent of what I thought could possibly happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I life. was jerking off imagining fucking <laughs> plowing Jean Grey. But... <laughs> <laughs> This, that thought never occurred to me. I was too stressed out by the situations they constantly found. So. Yeah, too empathetic for the X-Men. Gosh, these sentinels won't leave them alone. <laughs> Jason, are you crying again? We said uh, no more. No, you can't cry during Saturday morning cartoons. Look, look, they insist on protecting a world that hates and fears them, okay? <laughs> And I'm going to pressure one of them into sex after that. That's your work day. And then I put that on her plate. 
It's Never. bad enough the triangle she finds herself in with Scott and Logan. Yeah, no need to add a, no power, need to add a powerless, sweat. dumpy fourteen-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> the love. What? What? The lo- love square. Scott, Logan, and Jason. Love <laughs> <laughs> square. Not a triangle, a square. Oh, Wolverine's already short enough. We don't need someone who's four eleven in there. <laughs> Hey, if what you like about Logan is that he's a short king, I got you. Oh, it's like the adamantium uh, healing factor. But okay. Oh, his refractory period is really low as well because that's considered recovery and healing. Okay. <laughs> Jason had the opposite. It took him too long to heal from things. <laughs> I'm, I've been emotionally scarred, yeah, processing yeah. trauma for ten years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike's known me long enough. He can say that. Yeah, he, he's allowed to make that joke. <laughs> I feel like uh, this implies that I'm not the only one in this group. Uh, uh, probably, uh, I would say not Gabrus, but the that where I couldn't just like be, you know, in like my burgeoning puberty, I couldn't just be attracted to like a famous woman. I had to like, or I have my little fantasy. I had to like in, lay the the dramatic uh, uh, <laughs> path of how I might ever run into her. Like, <laughs> I can't just like. You know, like, like oh, Jenny think McCarthy. about Mariah Carey. Yeah, I have right. to like, but how would I end up, and how would she choose me? Like, what's going to put her in uh, uh, in Northridge, California? Being <laughs> like being a light realist as a kid, and you're like, okay, well, I, there's no way Mariah Carey's going to fuck a 12 year old unless on tour. Like, like you can come. Uh, you're like, hi. she's pinned under a car, and I save her, and she's. <laughs> The adrenaline is so high. to reward you. <laughs> she, ma- <laughs> she finds the Zoltar machine from Big. She, yes, I have to make herself in into a kid. To it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, still I wish don't I was get young. Adult so Mariah Carey. She has time. to age down. Yeah, and then it's still, and then it's just hand holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny, like the difference, like what you're saying, Scott, like I would be in my head about that stuff too. I'd be like, bro, if I was on single down and I was standing next to Jenny McCarthy, bro, she would be mine, dog. Like, I would get her in, in no time. And then I would be at school and like a girl who like maybe actually liked me would be like, hi, Gabriel. And I'd be like, like walk faster real fast and like ignore her and i'm like yeah but if i was next to jenny mccarthy bro i'd be 69 standing 69 in no time and then it's like in school a girl's like john what are you doing after school today and i'm like just sprint away it's like my like brain like who i was in my head was completely different than who i really was well you'd be propelled by like the needing to get the momentum to stand out among the 50 guys like like the competitive nature would push you so far over the <laughs> right. edge but just one-on-one that there's too much intimacy there right <laughs> i'm not ready for that i'm ready to be a face in the crowd that stands out i'm not ready to stand <laughs> on my own <laughs> on your be a free crowd it was also a bit right around the same time this was i could tell like times were changing for me uh, uh like people are starting like boys and girls are starting to get interested in each other and interested in green day and this was a, i didn't really didn't know what to neither do neither was time. for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a moment where everybody in fifth grade on the playground started playing singled out like that became <laughs> wow. a a recess game and i felt so on the sidelines that like and what do you mean then what what do you do because you're all 10 you're not like doing anything i hope 
You got to uh, ma- uh, marry. Didn't want it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you got to marry whoever you win. Like, all right, well, now you're married. It's an arranged marriage. My dad's a lawyer. He's giving me a real contract. <laughs> it's binding. Uh, Scott, I know what you mean. Like, I I remember people pairing off and like going to dances together, and I'm like. I ought to find a date. I don't even want to be here to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go to the dance at all, no less find something to bring, like find a person to go I, with. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm already inconvenienced. I had to wolf down Friday night pizza, and I'm already <laughs> missing my shows. <laughs> I, <laughs> being a kid who's inconvenienced by school dances is very funny. I There's hate a, it. Oh, I, Friday. TGIF my ass. There's yeah. a five there's a five show block of I Dream of Genie on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh I went to we had like disco skate was a thing and we had a uh, a ice rink bubble in my uh, in free wow. on in Freeport Long Island the rec center wow. and we would always uh like there would be like the school skate party is this and it and one year, I asked the girl who I had a crush on multiple years in a row, I said, Margo, do you want to go to skate disco with me? And she was like, yes. And then we went separately and did not engage with each other at all. Did not <laughs> oh, talk man. to her, did not go over with Like She stayed with her friends. I stayed with my friends. We never spoke about it at all. I just was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was fun. Like I like I did the hard part of getting up the nerve to ask her, but I could I had no follow through on a yes. I couldn't even take a yes well. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, dropped man. the ball on a yes. <laughs> God. The only yeah. school dance that involved asking anybody that I went to was one where I was asked because it was the vice versa dance. So uh. I did not do the ask. I never successfully did the asking in high school. I would do it too late. Or there's some like, well, well, there was somebody who once told me my mom said I can't go. Could have been true. Could have been. Uh, <laughs> it just occurred to me for the first time ever. <laughs> that that might have uh, been a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got to process that one. Some sophomore I, oh, man. Drama. Yeah, I love that. I, I've heard those excuses. I mean, my uh, type for having crushes in middle school and high school were usually uh, people who were very indifferent to me. <laughs> and I was like, well, movies and television have told me I just have to win them over. And so, looking back, uh, the reality was I was just very annoying to them. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming this 13-year-old girl will eventually uh, like mature enough to understand she's into personality. Oh, no, there's no. Oh, because I'm not attracted to her for her personality. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Wait, that's completely fair. It's a two way street, you're saying, love? Okay, yeah, I got that now. Yeah, that's new to me. Yeah, that's fair. We're different for girls, aren't they? Oh, this is nothing like movies. Are movies fake? (laughs) (laughs) No, that can't be it. No, yeah, they they can't be written by socially maladjusted people, (laughs) they can't be written by, yeah, men who have problems. Yeah. Are these Blink-182 songs lying to me about romance? (laughs) I don't believe it. To tie in everything we're talking about now, except, of course, Waiting in Line, uh, (laughs) the uh, Weezer song... when my when I'm away, my girlfriend puts her makeup on the shelf. When I'm away, she laughs yeah, for no, no one else. else. No one no else. One else. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like kind of romantic when you're a kid. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like when like my I met my wife in our twenties, and she was really into Weezer too. And I'm like, oh, I love this song. No one else. She's like, have you ever really listened to the lyrics? I'm like, yeah, it's so romantic. She's like, it's the most misogynistic, <laughs> controlling. So, and I was like. 
Oh yeah, laughing for some like the makeup is for her is like what I'm learning, and I'm like for seven years that was just in my brain is like this is important, like this is this is the right mm-hmm. attitude to have. Rivers I, Cuomo has uh, developed ideas about the uh, the other gender. <laughs> he says my girl's got a big mouth in which she babbles a lot. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She laughs at most. She laughs at most anything, whether, whether it's, it's funny, funny or not. Or not. <laughs> it's this. The lyrics are problematic great melody great tune though here's yeah. that's a problem <laughs> the tune is good tap your toes to the I'm tune i'm just listening to the tune babe okay <laughs> it's all about the melody for me you know me i'm a harmony guy relax <laughs> as i put on spring breakers on dvd <laughs> Yeah. I waited in line for the uh, for Phantom Menace tickets uh, in 1999. Mm-hmm. I, well, I was going to ask about movies because that yeah. was that. That's are, do you still have to wait for in line for movies ever? Or that's kind of a thing of the past. Only at the old theaters. Yeah, once I moved to LA, reserve reserving tickets was like the norm. You know what I mean? Uh, we didn't have that in New York. Dark Knight at IMAX. I had to wait in line. That's like the last time I waited in line for like a big movie opening night. I like stopped going to movies in my 20s because New York City had no reserve. And like going to the movies in New York City was always like, well, there's a few loose cannons who just got in. Like, they, they, there's a few people here who are not here to see movies. They're either here for air conditioning or terror. Like, and like, <laughs> there's like just punk kids. Like, you would just be like, oh, great. There's like 11 high school kids just walked into this fucking movie. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I waited in line at midnight for clerks too. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oof, oof. And wow. I thought my Phantom Menace letdown was the most brutal one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and here's my bad, very bad Clerks 2 story. I had to watch it twice and the second time pretend it was the first time because I had promised a friend I'd go with him. And then a girl asked me to go the night before. So I went with the girl and then I like told my friend, I was like, yeah, I'm still down to go. <laughs> like, I, I got it. Yeah, no, I was just hanging out last night and I had to watch Clerks and like be like, yeah, I'm also really excited having already been demolished by it. I'm like, no, yeah. Like, I'm just like walking my friend into a trap more or less. I'm like, yeah. No. And I, afterwards, I'm like, man, that sucked. He's like, I know, man, that was a little letdown. And I'm like, I did this twice in fucking 12 hours. I think I, I did that. Like, I went to go see a movie with my dad and then the next day i was supposed to go to the movies again with my friends we hadn't decided what we were going to see so like we got there right before they're like oh i kind of want to see red dragon and i had seen red dragon the day before so i saw red dragon (laughs) two times opening weekend and I, I, i it's more just upsetting like it's just an upsetting movie to see that much at 17 over two days you know? Yeah, it's like it, it just any adult thriller, especially once you know the pieces, too. Like the second viewing, that soon is just like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm about to be witness to a great becoming. All right, all yeah, right. All yep. right, yep, okay. Do- Francis Dalahide, nice to see you. <laughs> I, lis- I just listened to Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, and I'm currently listening to Hannibal on audiobook. And 
even if you guys have watched the movie and read uh, Silence of Lambs, it's maybe one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. Like the the guy who reads it is wow. fantastic. He does just a light enough voice for each of the characters that it isn't cartoony, but it's enough to keep it tra- keep track in your head. He's good with Starling's accent, and the wow. book is the book just fucking sizzles, man. Like it, it's wow. like it's a legitimate fucking. It's like an elevated page. You know, it's an elevated beach read. It's like. <laughs> it, cruise, it cruises, but it does way more than it has to. What's different in Silence of the Land? That's the only one I'm super. I, get, I think I've seen Hannibal, but the what you just get more detail, or are there big old uh, plot differences? The cool thing about uh, listening to Red Dragon, I, the movie Manhunter, Michael Mann's Manhunter, is based on Red Dragon. It's one of my favorite movies. The oh, cool yeah, thing, remember, yeah. the cool thing about both uh, Silence and that is that we're in James Gum's head, and we're in we're in Buffalo Bill's head like when he's when he's on page or on screen he we understand his thoughts and like we know hannibal's thoughts and and red dragon we know what francis dalahide's history and what he went through so that's kind of like a cool part of it if you've seen the movie a bunch and you get it all right like there's way more detail about the characters that are hidden from us for the sake of the movie like Hmm. yeah like you learn really quick about buffalo bill and like what he's internalizing and shit like that that's kind of cool Wow, hmm, that sounds good. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a 40 year old intellectual who only listens to audiobooks. So I got, <laughs> I got recommendation. I, I can't read anymore. <laughs> if you were 13, would you have fallen in love with any of the characters in the book? Uh, probably Clarice Starling. Of course, she's smart Fair. and like, and, like she's smart. And in the book, this is in the movie a little bit, but in the book, it's way more. She's like very trained with a pistol and like to me at that age was like that way i mean i think i read the book when i was 13 or 14 and of course fell in fell in love with clarice yeah, yeah. so I, if um, like the, if the punisher was a lady that would have been your ultimate woman at 13 <laughs> yeah hell yeah if the punisher was a lady or if uh you know uh <laughs> um i'm gonna say i was gonna say like if the hulk was a lady and she is now which is great uh those those were huge for me when i was a okay, kid she hulk oh wow interesting love love love, love big Love big, strong women. Cartoons, especially. <laughs> Is there anyone in theme park world that uh, Gavris wouldn't know about that we can recommend? Are there any big, strong females? Oh, good, interesting question. Oh, yeah, the um, Encanto lady. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, one. she's pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosa yeah, or something like that. Lot, what yeah. about one of the Pirates of the Caribbean characters, like one of the ladies with the rolling pins that are chasing after the pirate? Oh heck yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. Why well, one holding a bunch of steins, a bunch of mugs of ale? Like that would be in my wheelhouse as a Renaissance fair guy. Can I? Oh, you know what? I hate to sidetrack here a little bit. Jason and I went to a place in Vegas for a bachelor party once. It was like a German beer hall where you would take a shot like from a test tube, and then a woman would paddle your behind. Is this something you've ever done? <laughs> Or would be interested in? <laughs> not exactly. Uh, <laughs> not. I. I'm not a fan of being paddled, especially okay. in public. Uh, got it. And, got it. and <laughs> most shots that come in test tubes taste nasty. Uh, but you know, when in Rome, <laughs> <laughs> when off strip with Carlson, you know, I might take a paddle on the ass, just right, so well. you know going forward. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Okay. Well, it might did anyone happen. in your group? Wait, I, I mean, you've talked about this before, but who did anyone get? Did anybody get paddled? Oh, I think maybe one person did. The the thing that, of course, stands out about the memory is that Jason ate like a quarter of a of a pot cookie about an hour and a half before and got so paranoid that he was about to be paddled, he panic left before the whole group did. 
Uh, he just yeah. threw twenty. He threw twenty dollars on the table and just was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, probably the worst freakout I've ever had. John, to get into your into your world um, a little, uh, <laughs> yeah, it hit like as we were sitting in this German beer hall, and uh, I left and I went to the host uh, stand and I said, "Where can I get a cab?" Because I like just wanted to go back to the hotel, and they're like. Oh, across the street at the Hard Rock. And looking and it's back. Eight, eight lanes. And eight shit. lanes. Yeah. <laughs> eight lanes. And I, any, anytime I'm like, uh, feel like that or like had too many drinks in my head, I'm like, all right, just be very normal. So I like <laughs> yeah. took a 10 out of my wallet and walked up to the cab stand like guy. And I was like, can I have a cab to the Venetian, please? Like, I was probably acting like a total weirdo. The way uh, people talk, you know? The weird, yes. Normal, regular style, you know? <laughs> yeah, we came back four hours later, and Jason was asleep, and King of Queens was on the TV in the hotel room. <laughs> and then he slept another 12 hours and wouldn't go to the pool with us in the morning. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, so now you know how PTR does Vegas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to go to Vegas with you guys. I love Vegas so much, and mm. I love its uh, its disparate uh, things that happen there, and I would love to go with you guys. What are you guys doing? Do you guys like Vegas? And I love Vegas. We all love Vegas. Yeah, well, yeah. it makes sense. Like It is an adult theme park in a way, oh. like overall, like the energy of it is that. So if you have at all any enjoyment of that, which we we know you do, I know you do, we mean me and my audience, I guess. <laughs> like, but uh, <laughs> I I know you do, so like that makes total sense. But what what are the things like? Do you have can't miss shit that when you're like, if we're going to Vegas, we should make plans to do blank? Because I, I think I'll, I'm... I'll, Scott, I'll let you say it. Yeah, I I think at this point, it, it, you you can't not say the uh, current David Copperfield show at the MGM Grand, uh, uh, which was. This was kind of uh, gifted to the the comedy community by a uh, uh, great director, Jason Walliner, who uh, I think was the first to experience this. And he's like been preaching the gospel of it ever since and we, <laughs> we took him up on it. I, you don't want I don't want to say what happens, but you think like David Copperfield. All right. He's been doing it forever. So you'll get a polished little magic show. A little. But all, thing number one, he is like rushing through it like you wouldn't believe it's something that he's done a he's thousand so times so he's it. saying it as fast as you would say anything in church and just blah 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 and i'll point to that and there is that like and there's just no meaning to it uh behind it for for him anymore oh, uh, um where, wait what were you gonna say mike oh i was gonna say yeah he's so over it and it's so funny how over it it's like literally he's just doing the thing and they're blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like he's, he could be saying any Isn't words your card okay matter. look the rings are attached together mm -hmm. okay and a dove here you go and yes <laughs> yes no pause because if he pauses he can't doesn't have time to fit in the exact same show starting a half hour from when this one ends he is just banging through so that he can keep the guinness record of how many shows he does just yes. joylessly cranking them out. Uh, He'll do like yes. three three on a Sunday. He still does three on a Sunday just because he wants to have the, like a record. So he doesn't. <laughs> he's, uh... Oh, brutal. But then combine that with ver some very elaborate, very expensive uh, uh, set pieces, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, I yeah, think yeah, we should yeah. say. I think we should say it because I think if people, we'll, we'll give a good spoiler break, but I think we should say at least the gist of it because I think yeah, that's amazing actually, to go into the thing without knowing. So if you're gonna do it, but, don't li- like don't listen for the next minute or two. Okay, cool. Yeah, I um, just take my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please take a pee break if you wish. Uh, um, no, no say, it's I'm, like I'm very at, curious. At some point, a story kicks in. There, you, there, it becomes clear that there is a plot to what you think is a magic show. Um, and I, Mike, jump in if you want, uh, uh, if, if you want to give the review, but he, he kind of starts talking about his, his father and regrets about not getting to spend time with his father and that they weren't lining up about, you know, my father, he always, group. my father was in World War II and, you know, he was a scientist and he worked in this and blah, blah, blah. And my father, you know, I loved him very much. And my father, but like, just again, rolling through like emotional lines that are supposed to like resonate with the audience. Uh, and yeah, he starts adding that stuff in and there's a video of like him, like a black and white video of his father, maybe his mother. And you're like, okay. Although you will realize that Chris Angel also has like a lot of like father stuff. I feel everyone's got like a, every magician has a problem with their father who didn't believe in them to be a magician (laughs) or uh, yeah. Uh, So he's doing all this. And then he, I don't exactly remember right before this. There's a thing that happens in the middle of the show without almost without warning is that he talks about how his father worked uh, uh, for the government in World War II, and I believe he mentions Area 51. Is that yeah. correct, Scott? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think you might know where this might be going, is that he now reveals uh, uh, that his, a good friend of his father's is going to be coming into the show, <laughs> and it is a <laughs> puppet alien named Blue. Blue 32. Blue 32. Blue 32 to be specific. If like, you're ever in the like MGM Grand Lobby. Audible. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Blue 32. Blue 32. <laughs> hut, hut. <laughs> now the Very show... such a dynamic thing. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The show has been going for so many years now that it like changes like incrementally over these so many years. So initially the alien's name was Attila the Hug. <laughs> <laughs> We don't and know just why. Just a little cr- a quick cross across the street to Blue 32. Okay, yeah, they always get the same point across for sure. But it becomes this kind of like E.T. ripoff adventure about him like trying to reconnect <laughs> with his father using this little alien who has something called time stones. And it, and again, I boy, if any, I, you know, try to know as little as you. We just wanted to say that to tantalize. But like, honestly, if you got, like, we can't not recommend the show because like, I just talked to somebody, somebody was just texting me who who saw it high and they were and didn't know anything and they were like I'm losing my fucking mind. That's the craziest shit that's it's ever. It's the greatest happened. thing. I I was cold. I went in cold and as soon as blue came out uh uh my my fiance was like your face just it, you got excited <laughs> and you never stopped being excited. <laughs> And it's so funny because the audience doesn't give a shit about this. An average like Vegas audience, it doesn't even phase them. They want to go, yeah, yeah, back to the card tricks or back to the rings. Do the rings or the rabbit stuff. Like they could give a shit about Blue. Like they'll laugh at Blue's because Blue has a lot of jokes. Also, he makes some crude jokes. He calls a lady in the audience. He goes, he goes, ah, she's hot, David. He's talking about a lady in the audience. So he speaks. He does a whole like bit. But the audience is not moved by this at all. That's my experience. Yeah, and the Yelp reviews are like, why were there aliens? <laughs> right. <Pass. Yeah>. It's <laughs> a solid question, like it. but you have sold me on it. I will be I might be going to Vegas in uh December for the holidays. Uh, oh, and really? I think I will uh, make a red. I will go Genuinely see this show. 
yeah. Copperfield, yeah. and it's fast too. It will not get in the way of your plans because he He's he makes going. sure he gets you in and out. <laughs> That's so humiliating and embarrassing, and like he like trying to maintain the world record and obviously ticket sales and money, and it's just like it just that just seems like the opposite of magic <laughs> to be honest. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. like yeah. I, I remember like. 15 years ago or maybe maybe less i went to uh branson missouri to shoot a couple of days on like an indie movie and oh. yakov smirnov has a comedy theater there and outside it had his show list like his show times listed and it was 9 30 11 1 30 like 3 30 5 6 38 <laughs> like and it was like every week he, he did like a show every 90 minutes for like and you, it's got to be similar to that energy of like it's different. Well, one night, once a night, you can kind of be like, "Well, this I got to give it all to this one." But the second you're doing more than two, it's not about the performance anymore. It's just about like we have the money, like we have the audience. Let's spend. Let's make that fucking <laughs> John. Yeah. Do, do you know about the promotional video that Yakov Smirnov did? I do not. For that, I I forget where I I learned about this years ago. I don't know if it's still up on YouTube, but he was he was like, come see my show in Branson, Missouri. It's a dinner theater show. It's so great. And check it out. We have this this new technology. Uh, you get your food on a metal tray and everyone sits in like the, in the audience is like a lecture hall has like like desks <laughs> like that would fold out at the chair and and they're magnetized and the tray is magnetized. So your tray sticks to your <laughs> lecture hall desk and that's your dinner (laughs) (laughs) ever wanted to eat in the classroom in school (laughs) (laughs) everyone's dream yum finally two different triggering locations for me the cafeteria (laughs) and classrooms yeah classroom i can't wait to eat some lukewarm chicken breast and hear jokes about mikhail gorbachev (laughs) (laughs) the idea of it's magnetized to it i I mean i'm I'm watching Andor and it's making me feel like the the most recent epi- last night's episode. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, he's like in a weird Yeah, like he's in a weird prison, but uh mm. it's oh. spoiler uh but it's uh that's what it feels like. It feel like it's because it's going to be old weirdos that are going to see it. it's like they keep spilling their porridge it's like magnetize the <laughs> desks like <laughs> like lock them in their chairs these people just keep getting up and wandering off because of their dementia <laughs> like <laughs> so branson is like a prison planet is what yeah, exactly. yeah exactly yeah, i guess that's what i'm getting at ah <laughs> uh, this guys i'm so glad I got to catch up with you guys about waiting in lines, but also mm-hmm. learning how much you guys like Vegas really appeals to me. So we should uh, <laughs> yeah. we should go to Vegas and then figure out a way to do both of our pods from there. Maybe we ride oh, the yeah. New, oh, York, New York, New York roller coaster. I've oh, ridden that. One. I've uh, ridden that. I'm I've... afraid of that one. How was it, Jason? Um, in 2006, it was rough. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, in 2021, when, uh, 2022, <laughs> it was earlier this year, I went, it was rough. Like, uh, yeah. What, I, I like, love gambling in New York, New York, though. It's so fun with all the fake buildings and stuff. 
I like going there and walking around and getting like sitting down and having a beer. <laughs> like I'm in the West Village, yes. a place where I got <laughs> beers for ten years. Like it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say though for sure, I, I'm pretty sure 100 percent I got COVID 19 there. <laughs> Oh yeah, Just, the crowds are back in 2022 in Vegas, folks. You know? As opposed to, I bet my the guess is were like back in summer. Yeah, or probably I, like ju- maybe summer July 2020, 2020. They were back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, I went. I in summer 2021. The only time we saw crowds was like uh, during one of the World Cup or the Olympics, whatever it was. Uh, the crowds were insane that night, but otherwise pretty empty. Ah. Uh, when I went earlier this year, I was part of an active shooter uh, situation oh, that, that ah, ended up not being one. But I was in a restaurant that was cleared, and 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 then we all had to like go out the back door, and all everyone in the casino had to go out the back door. It was horrifying. They are so no one wants to hear this, but they are so not prepared for something like that to happen oh, for God. some fucking reason. If any place should be, it should be them. But they were like, go this way. And Tiffany was like, we, we shouldn't go just like out this way. There's like choppers uh, hovering and shit. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. Like we all were like, we like cooled off. Like we got into an elevator at another hotel that wasn't ours and like hung out on the eighth floor by the exit stair for like an hour just waiting to see what happened. And then apparently what it was was like a glass door broke and it started like a stampede. But people, something went out somewhere over like security because uh, the host of the restaurant came over to us and was like, all right, everyone, let's go. Just get up safely. Leave your food and let's go. And we were at like this expensive ass restaurant. We just like got up, walked out. In, you know, we're all dressed. My wife's in like heels. Everyone's dressed up. And now we're like running through like the parking lot area of the MGM. Oh. We get back to our hotel. We're staying at the Cosmo. We get back there and we run it. We see some people. Everyone's kind of talking about what I- it was such a weird energy in Vegas. It was like, you know, that energy when like you're outside. <laughs> this is so specific, but I think Dane Cook even did stand up about it. Like <laughs> a car crash or something has happened. And like everyone's kind of like, yeah, well, I was standing here and heard it. And like everyone's kind of like telling their version. <laughs> of what happened like uh-huh. all these people and, the, and these people were like we were in the jose andre or whatever the restaurant is up here at cosmo and we all flipped tables and hid behind them like cover and shit like that uh-huh. like people said they like tipped over a crafts table and shit were high like i was like that's fucking but bana- and they were like oh it's just a glass door broke at one hotel and then that like security thing went out to like seven hotels Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going we're, back, going to get, we're going together. Yeah. Don't yeah. sell us so hard, Gabrus. <laughs> You're coming with me, guys. Trust me. I got a, I got a vengeance to settle. <laughs> I want to eat my fucking head off at Bavel. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened? Wait. So you just never. Well, you got. Did you get any? How many bites? How much of the meal did you get down? And then was we it got free? Th- it, it was. To, that was one of the things where like we like they the people we were with kind of knew the waiter and we were like we'll track down the waiter and venmo this guy like a tip but we got mm-hmm. up like minutes after our food got there and i truly didn't know the like the situations when they were like i had ordered like a dr- i was just like tonight's a baller dinner we had a bunch of oysters and then when it was time to order i ordered like a rare giant steak with, like, and then i almost took it with me like i was just like as we were getting up i was like i'll just eat this on the walk and the guy's like come on come on come on come on and i was like oh yeah what am i fucking doing (laughs) i'll come back and eat this in two minutes once we realize it's a drill or whatever and then 
two two and a half hours went by before we even knew it wasn't uh, a drill. Like, Gosh. wasn't a bad thing. It was crazy. Fuck. Like, mm. And Vegas is already so tense. Now you're just like, have this added to it. You're like, da, 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 let's get in that cab. Let's get in the cab. <laughs> you know, like, so then you're running around with like a bloody steak, and then somebody sees you and like, Jesus, is that somebody's face? <laughs> what the fuck Hurry, is help. <laughs> <laughs> he needs help. He's not breathing. <laughs> just holding like a slab. <laughs> I think he has like a big piece of somebody's buttocks. <laughs> he's been hit, I think. <laughs> oh, I think he's just Fred Flintstoning that steak. <laughs> <laughs> you need bro. Protein on the run. We don't know how long we're going to be out here for, brother. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, let's try to go when it's uh, you know it's not shooting season. Yeah. Um, oh, when is that? that? <laughs> yeah. When is that? When is that these days? <laughs> never. <laughs> uh yeah. I'm dying to go because I've I've never done Meow Wolf either, and I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, oh I haven't got either. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. I, I want to do the big, uh, the big, uh, what is it, the Ferris wheel, where you can oh. drink at the link. Oh yeah, the high roller. There's an open bar in there if you pay for it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And Jason wants to jump. Jason wants to jump off the stratosphere. That's true. Oh, and, That's and not that a joke. Bun- and that bungee thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The bungee thing. Yeah, my my mother and my girlfriend uh, really not wild about that idea, but but I'm he wants like, well, to. Uh, you know, it seems pretty safe. It doesn't seem like they've had any accidents, you know. Hey, you're the boss of you. <laughs> <laughs> Get jumping. <laughs> I that's what that's what I would say when they're like, "Don't you want to don't you want to go to a school dance?" Jason like, "No, I'm the boss of me." <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch this Sabrina the Teenage Witch rerun. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm watching this oh. old Harry and the Hendersons TV show yeah. syndicated in poor quality. Yeah, that's where my Caroline Ray crush came into play with Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage Witch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, tell my fucking listeners, these shitheads, where where they can, what you guys want to plug. Obviously, podcast the ride, but you guys got a Patreon and all that jazz. Tell these tell these freaks how they can get on board. Oh uh, sure. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, podcast the ride at Twitter. Uh, it's podcast at what? Patreon.com slash podcast the ride. I don't know if you just if you just want to quickly go to paying us for extra episodes before you listen to the regular show, but you can get the regular show for free on all the different podcasts. Wherever apps. you're listening to this, just yeah. open it up. And just actually, it in the show notes, there'll be a link to podcast the ride. Click there, subscribe. If even if you're not going to listen, just subscribe and. That's fine. On. Get our yeah, just numbers get, up. Give yes. them the juice. The algo is working, baby. We got to get the algo popping. <laughs> Gab- Gabers was on. You were you were great. We love talking about Adventureland, your Long Island part. That was oh. a lot of fun earlier in the year. And we have a lot of folks who've been on your show, too. So you'll, it'll be, hey, it'll be familiar to anybody. You'll know to these comedy dorks that are on <laughs> Podcast to Ride. Yeah, if you start with my episode, again. if you're a freak fan of mine for some reason. But uh, also... Um, I have some Adventureland updates. I got some pictures of my uh, my nephews with some of their mascots. I'll send to you guys. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. 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 they've oh, got great. like a superhero themed like action uh, like uh, a- Adventure Man now. Like they've oh, got wow. like a guy who's kind of like and and you know you're like that sounds dumb. Then I see my two nephews who are you know radicalized by superheroes being like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Like and I'm like, oh right, yeah. They're like, they've been Iron Man for Halloween three years in a row. Like, yeah, it makes sense. And they'll <laughs> accept a superhero they've never even met. Just ed, 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 like Adventure Man right. works for them. 
Yeah, I think it's they're they're still at that like they're like kind of like they don't realize the knockoffness of it, you know. Like they like you 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 know as you got older and you got a little savvier and you were like, what spider guy? Come on, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I miss the purity. I wish I could. I wish I was like uh, I have a kid now. I like the way that he is impressed by everything in the world. Oh, to be that pure, I'm jealous. Can you live vicariously through that a little bit? Can you enjoy like you're like, yeah, actually, this garbage truck is wild. How like what how much noise and <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. He just imitates them and go and says up, up, up and down, down, down and beep, beep, <laughs> beep all day. And yeah, now they are celebrities to me, like when they're in the neighborhood. I, I don't Dude. need to wait eight hours for Springsteen as soon like as long when it's a garbage day. That's, that's how the, how is celebrities garbage out trucks? In front. How are garbage trucks, trucks, buses, bulldozers like ingrained in young children? And uh, I know uh, gender is a spectrum, but like seems like a lot in boys especially are obsessed with it. Sure. And there's no way that could be genetically in us because trucks have only, like loud, big machines have only been around for a hundred plus years. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it seems so it seems so crazy that every kid like my uh, I used to see my buddy uh, back when I lived in Brooklyn. He would be like on like Mondays and Thursdays, he would always walk his son down Henry Street because it would be like, this is when the garbage and recycling guys are out and he loves this shit. <laughs> and it's like, he just like walks him up and then the kid's just like, yeah. And it's like, walk another five feet and just watch the garbage truck do it again. And he like loved it. And I was like, that's insane. And then you like start watching it. And you're like, these are like transformers, like eating garbage mm-hmm. in a way and shit. You're like, oh, that's, yeah. it is yeah. Truckosaurus Rex, which were, which I was obsessed with when I was a kid oh sure yeah <laughs> I, I think that is i think it is the primal like it's you know uh, uh well i was <laughs> this is a, what a dumb thing i was about to say it's like it'd be like if you saw like a like a dinosaur walking around when right like wait a minute human babies were not around dinosaurs <laughs> yeah we never had any overlap shit. with them yeah it, it's got to <laughs> well, be did <laughs> six thousand years ago when the earth was formed now oh no, oh, oh, no. all right yes <laughs> i've got uh, a lot of good news to inform your audience about <laughs> i learned this from david copperfield's show you and you can too so no spoilers uh but <laughs> um Podcast ride. Check these guys out. Uh, I got Action Boys and um, 101 Places to Party Before You Die on HBO Max. Check it out. Uh, I don't know if that even helps anymore, but I did something this year, so I need to bring it up for at least one full year. Helps your validation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. Thank you for your validation yet again. <laughs> That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now. 
Somewhere. Somehow. Body blow. Body blow. Body blow. Someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam. 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 There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.